And we're back. Hey, we are back. Woo! Where are we front? Where are we side? Side by side. Side by side. Christian side hugging going on. <laughs> little little side action. A little bit. A little back action. Maybe. Yeah. Depends what they're into. In case you are wondering what you're listening to, this is Free Talk Live. It is the Sunday night edition. What is Free Talk Live? We're a live call-in radio talk program that's also broadcast on the internet and some satellite stations around the world somewhere. Uh, But you can call in and take control of the airwaves, talk about whatever's on your mind. Phones are open. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. There's a button over there if you're going to yawn and stuff like that. Yeah, thanks. Anyway. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Lord Doctor, Reverend Captain Kickass, Buckshot Esquire, if you will, joining me, Steve Classic, and Richard Rich. It is start date zero five two nine two zero two two. Good job, according Good to the captain's log or the captain's blog. Hey, by the way, uh, what did they find in the uh, toilet of the Starship Enterprise? Oh man, the captain's log. Oh come on, that's so easy. <laughs> well, you could have answered. I thought it was a setup. It's true. It was a setup. It, it was. was a setup for the yeah. easiest answer that you didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we have a whole bunch of things to talk about tonight. Uh, first and foremost, this will be exciting to any of you folks that um, you know are libertarians, whether the capital L or the lower L variety, and that is uh, Mr. Dr. Ron Paul will be guesting on Tuesday, May 31st. 7 p.m. Eastern Time on this very program. Like so, in studio? I don't think so. Oh, I believe it's a, it's a call-in thing. But, right. but uh, I, don't quote me on that. Okay. I, don't, I don't actually know. My guess is that it's, you know, he'll call in or, you know, okay. otherwise remote in in some way, shape, or form. But you would have to check with our producers okay. to, to get an answer to that question. He will be on the show, however, on Tuesday. So be sure to tune in. You can listen on whatever radio station you're listening to now, if they broadcast us live from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Or you can tune in over at freetalklive.com. We don't know why you'd want to look at all of us. We have faces for radio, but we also do stream video live over at video.freetalklive.com. And uh, if all else fails, you can go over to lrn.fm and listen to the audio there live either you know, on your mobile device or through a an ancient magic rectangle known as a PC. Nice. So, wow. is is Doctor Paul coming with like an agenda or an announcement, or is it just a surprise? I, this is all I know. Okay. Yes, the, you have reached the end of my knowledge of okay. the subject. It was actually just you'll have a, to tune in. Yeah, you'll have to tune in, Richie Rich. I saw the Facebook post. And I was like, "Ooh, I'm going to ask more about it when I get to the studio." Yes, and yeah. and ask you have. Yeah. It's kind of like when the cop asks, "Hey, can I ask you your name?" You're like, "You, you, you can yes, certainly may. You can ask. You know, I might not tell you anything, but you can ask." Am well, I free to go? It sounds like what happened to me this weekend. <laughs> what happened to you this weekend? No, are you willing a, a to talk? Police about officer it you... asked, can, "Can can you give me your name?" And I said, uh, "No. Why do you need my name?" That was it. That's the correct That's, response. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, the you, correct response would be like, "I don't answer." Am questions. I legally required to answer that question? Yeah. Or say, I, "I'm sorry, officer. I don't answer questions." But your answer was the best. Yes. <laughs> Keep it simple. Can, yeah. Can I ask you your name? Yes. Yes. My name's Frida. 
free to go. <laughs> You're free to go. Thank you. <laughs> now that's a name like worth like legally changing, changing your name to. You know, yeah. free to right. go or or let's go. Brandon, oh, Brandon, yeah. let's go. Yeah, no, I, I like Frida, but you got to like F R I T A or F R I D A might, might work. Yeah, but then Go has got to be like Van G O H G O G H. Yeah, G A. Right. Yeah, thank you, Van Go. You're free to go. <laughs> thank the, you. The, the most interesting thing, like before before dash cams were a thing, yeah. I had you know one of those stupid carry cameras and like a pocket camera, yeah. and I don't know if I still have the footage, but there was one time I got pulled over. And before the cop handed me the ticket, like I had my window cracked the half an yep. inch or whatever. Mm. And before he handed me the ticket, I asked him if I was free to go. And he said, yes. Uh, and as oh. soon as he did that, I hit the button to like roll up the window and like punched it. Yeah. Right. So he's standing there and he like had to fumble with the ticket, the ticket to try to throw it in the window <laughs> as it was going up. And I caught it uh, right in the window and it was flapping away as I was driving off. But I left him. I left him. Good footage, It would have been, yeah, <laughs> if I could find it. But it was, I was like, oh, man, I almost got him because he had no idea. I was like, he didn't yeah. even have me the tickets, and I'm free to go. Yep. So I was out of there. So Bye. I just, <laughs> I, I just want to say a couple of words about Dr. Ron Paul because uh, I have said some things that people have taken as, well, you're against Dr. Ron Paul. Cause, so have I. Because he... Well, he did operate as a statist. He was a legislator. Absolutely. Now, uh, did he, you know, is he better than most legislators? Yes. Did he bring a whole bunch of people to the philosophy of freedom uh, where, you know, whereas no other legislatures have ever done so, right? Yes, absolutely. He did. So I just want to make it clear. I am a fan. You know, I also have to point out because there is some inconsistencies with right. him operating within the state to for the purpose of bringing people to liberty. So, and it, I'm generally with you on that. Yeah, and I, I don't want to call it a criticism or critique, but the the confounding thing to me, right, is he got he got all those people that far, right, and then left them in the political realm. So you have all these like who could be good outside the system. Like, let's do some agorism and make real changes. Right, yeah. People just doing political stuff. I'm like, ah. Oh, he left them in the so Republican close. Party. Right. Right. Thereabouts, yeah. yeah. Around you know, there. Or, or call it the Libertarian Party. Right. You know, on the campaign uh, track. But I, I always remember, like, on C-SPAN, they'd always have the congressional vote, and it was yays, 539, or whatever, yeah. and no, one. Like, who's that one person who keeps voting against all this stuff? Right. Well, and, and like all of the politicians, uh, particularly when he was running for uh, president both times, uh, they you know, did some really, I'm just going to call, I, I, I want to use a word that I can't use on the radio here, but really crappy things, uh, <laughs> where like during the debates, when they finally allowed him to actually like be in a debate, it was like, Two big podiums, one for the Democrats, one for the Republicans, and they had like the little, the little uh, the coffee table, yeah. <laughs> you know, the fold up one that you, the kids sit at yeah, at Thanksgiving or whatever, table, yeah. the kitty yeah. table, yeah. and that's where Ron Paul was. And you're yeah. like, come on, you guys, come on, man. You know? So uh, he certainly had the deck stacked against him right. uh, as he ran, but uh, and you would think with the delegate debacle, more people would have would have given up on that system, and I don't know if that necessarily happened. Yeah, uh, hopefully that occurs to the people who sort of got, as you say, left in the system. Hopefully that all occurs to them uh, at some point. But either way, uh, the impact that he has had, the amount of people he's brought to the philosophy of freedom is huge, and he should be uh, you know, respected for that, in my opinion. Yeah.
So, and we're of course happy to have him on. I I personally won't be here on that day. I believe it's Ian's day uh, to to do that, and he'll be conducting uh, that conversation. But I'm definitely tuning in on Tuesday to hear Dr. Ron Paul here on Free Talk Live. Um, there's something else that I want to talk about because I, I've mentioned Ian Freeman by name here, and oh no, you said the name. Uh, yes, uh, who award winning. Hmm. Who, oh yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes. Yes. That that is that is the subject the matter. I I want to point out first though that uh, Ian Freeman of course is in a predicament. He is uh, one of the Crypto 6 and if you don't know what that means go over to thecrypto6.com. That's thecrypto6.com. You can watch a video, you can read about it, you can find links to other places that'll tell you way more about the Crypto 6, but he is the I'm going to say the most persecuted of the six. Oh, yeah. Uh, by a, a, quite a large margin. Ringleader. Alleged sure. <laughs> ringleader of what? You know, he did some crypto transactions. I mean, with they're charging him as a ringleader, right? The continued operation of a criminal enterprise. Yes. And no one else has that one. For the crime of voluntarily transacting with people in cryptocurrency. It, like, I don't know. It's, it's BS to me. But he is awaiting trial currently. And so he finds himself in this predicament. And what we'll tell you about coming up is, well, he's been he's, he's being given something that I think stands in very stark contrast to his upcoming trial. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Thank you, Rich. Rich. Such a, such a amazing, powerful, powerful statements, and true and, at the and same true, time. Yeah, factual, We're back, straightforward, to the point, pulling no punches, but also uh, not like a verbose type of thing, right? You know, it's like boom in your face, right. in your face. Yes, yes, in the face. <laughs> <laughs> There's no questioning that we are back. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That is the telephone number here in the studio of Free Talk Live. You can call, talk about whatever's on your mind. Uh, we have been talking about the announcement that Dr. Ron Paul will be on this show this coming Tuesday, the thirty first, seven p.m. Well, the show runs from seven to ten. I don't know if he's going to be on for one segment or some segments or the whole show. I don't know how that's going to go. I actually only found out that he's going to be on the show just a few hours ago. I have very few other details about it, but certainly do tune in on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern time to freetalklive.com, to the radio station that's playing the show right now if they broadcast us live. If they don't broadcast us live, you can hear it over at freetalklive.com, video.freetalklive.com, or lrn.fm. Phone at the ready, right? Because this is still going to be a call-in show, so you might be able to get a call-in. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's an opportunity. Dr. Paul himself. It's entirely possible. Yeah. So, uh, again, the number six zero three two eight three six one six zero In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Richie Rich. So, I before we went to the break there, I was talking about Mr. Ian Freeman, who, of course, is the founder of this very show, and how he is being 
prosecuted by the government thugs, the goons, the tyrants, whatever you want to refer to them as, uh, for the simple crime of transacting voluntarily in Bitcoin, uh, they, you know, they, meaning the government, the banks, you know, they have a big problem with cryptocurrency because, well, it takes away their power. And so I see this, of course, as an attack on freedom of speech because the courts have already ruled that cryptocurrency code, talk about the United States Supreme Court, has, has ruled that cryptocurrency code, because it is code, is speech. And so if you do anything to prohibit that, you are doing something to prohibit freedom of speech, in my opinion. Uh, so we'll see how that all plays out. But he's currently awaiting trial. He faces a, a whole bunch of years, could spend the rest of his life in prison. Stacked charges. Yeah, the charges are stacked. Uh, you know, he does have attorneys. Again, you can find out all about the Crypto 6 over at thecrypto6.com. Why do I give you this recap about what's happening with Mr. Ian Freeman? Because that's what we do here. Well, also, uh, Ian does not like to brag about himself, right? When something good happens to him or something, you know, uh, that, that, that he is involved in, that he did, that, you know, even his activism, for that matter, outside of, like, posting videos of his activism up on, you know, the different video channels, um, you know, that's about the extent of his sort of, hey, everybody, I did this, and this is my, you know, he, he's more of a, I'll show you by doing my activism than I'm going to tell you about my activism. So I think that it stands in incredibly stark contrast to him being prosecuted by the federal authorities, that Mr. Ian Freeman is being presented with the Gene Burns Memorial Award for Freedom of Speech. Well-deserved. Well-deserved, uh, particularly as the founder of this show. Uh, I, there is not another show that really lives freedom of speech the way this particular program does. I treat me being able to sit here and do this show with all you listeners and, and mm. all the, the co-hosts. I treat that as uh, an honor, if you will. Uh, for me to be here on this show. It is, as near as I can tell, the only radio show that does what we do. Right. I've Nobody else has been a, able to send me a link to another show or a website or whatever that does what we do from the perspective of freedom, peace, liberty, and prosperity. And no other host or radio personality that does that level of activism outside the radio show right. that, as you said, goes mostly uncredited. And he's in good company, too. Now, like I, I do want to mention the company that Mr. Freeman is in. Previous award recipients, this used to be called uh, the Freedom of Speech Award, but it has since been renamed the Gene Burns Memorial Award for Freedom of Speech. And I think that's fitting because it is Memorial Day weekend, yep. and uh, we should be doing uh, uh, different types of memorials rather than the ones that everybody's been conditioned to do. So who else, why is this award important? Who else has won it? What kind of company is Mr. Ian Freeman in with regards to this particular freedom of speech reward? Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, Sean Hannity, Tom Hartman, G. Gordon Liddy, Al Franken, Glenn Beck, Matt Drudge, and, and there's more. Those are the, the big ones that if you've listened to any talk radio in your lifetime, you're likely going to know those names. Mr. Ian Freeman, congratulations on being in the company with those. And in my opinion, hey. I'm, I'll be snapping in the mic. No, oh, I don't know. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not going to applaud. I'm just giving the snaps up. That's all right. You uh, fired the dog up. Uh, no, yeah, the dog yeah, fired me up. Studio beast. <laughs> 
<laughs> sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> did, I, did you lose? I'm sorry. The captain continues. I'm sorry. I, I don't know where I was now. Uh, it was but a that's dog a company, the company, the company. Yes, I'm applauding. I'm applauding with finger you. snaps. Thank you. Excellent, excellent applause. He, he's <laughs> like I can't think of anybody more deserving of this award. Uh, even those people that I just mentioned, right? I, I don't consider a uh, a Rush Limbaugh, a Howard Stern, uh, a Glenn Beck, a Matt, maybe Matt Dredge. He's done some liberty oriented hmm. stuff, but like I don't consider those like pillars of freedom of speech, right? I do consider. Ian Freeman, a pillar Absolutely. of freedom and speech. So congratulations those, to him. But those people are big in talk radio. So to, to expand talk radio, yeah. those pioneers led the way. Whether you believe Howard Stern or Rush Limbaugh, at least the talk radio as a format has has paved the way with their, you know. Oh, yeah. Ago. I think Howard right. Stern yeah. deserves to be up there. No, yeah. I mean, yeah. they're definitely respected people in right. talk radio. Whether you believe them or not, it I'm doesn't just, matter. I'm just talking about specifically freedom of speech. Right. Yeah. I can't say that Howard Stern has done anything for freedom of speech. Okay. Right. I mean, he's been a shock jock. Okay. So maybe that, maybe well, that he pushes pushed, the envelope. Maybe he yeah. pushed some limits. But like. Mm-hmm. I, I think uh, Mr. Ian Freeman and this particular show that he founded and has been running for a couple of decades uh, has done more for freedom, freedom of speech right, than, right. Than, than these particular guys. My right. opinion. Yeah. Form your own opinion. You know, whoever you like, mm-hmm. you like. But Dilly uh, dilly. I also know that he doesn't like to brag, and so I wanted to make sure we spent the time bragging for him because he deserves it, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. It is Memorial Day weekend, and I mentioned earlier, that it is my opinion that we should not be uh, remembering people who joined the government goons to go murder people in faraway places that they've never met because politicians told them to. Uh, I need college money. Yeah, yeah. I I would rather uh, you know I don't know remember you know folks like uh, uh, Gene Burns or uh, folks like uh, anybody who has really done anything for freedom or freedom of speech. Oh, well, coming up, Obama encourages Americans to pause this Memorial Day to remember the sacrifice of George Floyd. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com.
And we're back. Yes, we are back. And uh, much like life, you know, sometimes you go around through life and you never know when somebody's going to snap. Hey. <laughs> Live on air. Live on air, yeah. Especially a host of Free Talk Live. Thanks, guys. Look it's at only you. happened like once Looking before. Looking at you, Steve Classic. Looking at you. Yeah, I know. I'm guilty. It's it's not any fun unless... I was going to I was gonna applaud, yeah. which would have been worse because mm-hmm. it would have been... I think wow. it would have been funny because the dog was barking. I think it would have been funnier if you just started barking. I think I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the replay, and I don't know was it with, was it the snaps or the dog first. I think it was the dog first, and then the right. snapping came in. Right, and then I snapped at you. And then snapping. you snapped. Yes. Speaking of guys who want to talk like dogs, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was in the show prep. Woof. Sorry. Never mind. Oh, right. <laughs> I tried, oh, I tried oh, to segue wow. for you. Dang, I wow. totally missed the segue. <laughs> He's teed it. It's like a softball throw to you. Lobbed it right teed at it. Him. Teed it right up. That is, yeah, I missed the segue. That's okay. It's horrible. What kind horrible. of, who the heck let me in here? Who the heck let him in here? Uh, who the heck let you in here? They, Wait, they gave me the I, code to the door. Oh. I, I think I let you in. But nah, all right. So we've been talking about uh, the fact that Dr. Ron Paul will be on Free Talk Live this coming Tuesday. Uh, we've been talking about the founder and uh, main host of this program, Ian Freeman winning the Gene Burns Memorial Award for Freedom of Speech. Uh, previous recipients include Rush Limbaugh, Howard Stern, Sean Hannity, Tom Hartman, G. Gordon Liddy, Al Franken, Glenn Beck, Matt Drudge, and more. So congratulations to him on One that. One of my early introductions to talk radio was like falling asleep, laying in bed, yeah. listening to G. Gordon Liddy. Oh, really? As like a preteen, teen, like that yeah. age range. Yeah. That's what I listened to. What about you? Rate, to well, radio, right? yeah, mostly local in the Hartford area. Okay. Did you have Bob there... Steele? Um, um, trying to think of like there. There's a good conservative station called WTIC yeah. in Hartford, fifty thousand watt flamethrower. So they have a lot of good conservative. My uh, my grandfather, I, I think on my biological mom's side of the family, he used to listen to Paul Harvey. Harvey. Good day. Nice. Good day. <laughs> That's. The rest of the, of the story. story. Yeah. The <laughs> and King now of the rest of the story. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember him. And, uh, you know, I would say he's my earliest talk. Radio right. He always came in sure. after the news, I think. Like the news he, break. He then they'd have a little. News. Or it was like a little segment with him. No, or no it, it was, was, it was, it was like a full show, and he would like page two, right? And then read right, a right. full thing. Page three. <laughs> right? the page and three was like the, the commercial. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I I assume he had actual physical copy in front of him because, you know, computers didn't exist yet. <laughs> he was just flipping yeah. through the newspaper. Right. Yeah. So. The morning periodicals. Uh, there is something that I want to mention because we spent a lot of time uh, yesterday and the day before uh, talking about the Uvalde school shooting and the lazy ass cops who stood around and didn't do a damn thing. Uh, Apparently the border agent, I don't know if this was covered, the border agent that actually went in, they'd like touted it, border guard showed up. He was just a parent. Yeah. He like left from the barber's yeah. du- uh, uh, shop. Oh, right. I heard Grabbed about the that. barber's yeah. gun and like went and saved the day. And and there was, I mentioned it uh, yesterday, there was a, a lady, uh, a mom, she drove 40 miles when she found out, because kids were calling their, texting their parents yeah. from inside the school. She drove 40 miles. Uh, she tried to get into the school. The cops stopped her. They actually put her in cuffs. Yep. She talked one of them into letting her out of the cuffs or letting her go or something. And she like went around them, jumped a fence, broke into the school somehow, got her two kids, and got out. Mom of the year. 
totally. If you want to know whether or not your mom loves you, uh, right? These two kids, your mom definitely loves you. Yeah. She she went way above and beyond. I mean, did you see any other mothers doing what she did? You know, no, I'm pretty sure she was the only one, you know, I mean, yes, there were a bunch of parents outside trying to get in and the cops were preventing them from coming in, but she figured out a way. She wasn't going to let them stop her. She figured out a way. She got it done. Kudos to her for getting that done. So I don't want to dwell on that particular story because we've talked about it plenty yesterday and today. What I do want to talk about is the story that most of you have probably not heard. And if you have, it's only been within the last day because in charleston west virginia oh okay this from abc news the graduation a woman in west virginia fatally shot a man who began firing an ar-15 style rifle into a crowd of people that had gathered for a party authorities said authorities dennis (laughs) butler 37 was killed wednesday night after he pulled out the rifle and began shooting at dozens of people attending the birthday dash graduation party outside of an apartment complex in the city of Charleston. The woman who was attending the party drew a pistol and fired, killing Butler, the statement said. No one at the party was injured. That's just bad aim by Butler, too, then. Well, okay. 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 Perhaps he was a stormtrooper in a previous life or something. He's got bad aim. Bad shot. But my point is that when you, you know, have to, well, first of all, when cops are present at what they call an active shooter event and they do nothing. Are they actually there? I mean, <laughs> if, if they have no duty, which the Supreme Court has you know, ruled over and over, if they have no duty to protect you or your children or people inside of a government facility at the very least, then their only real purpose is to what harass you collect evidence and write the report well or or be the pi- road pirates <laughs> right, yeah, right to extort you, extort yeah. you hey handcuff that mom otherwise threaten you <laughs> and you know rain all sorts of tyranny upon you and your family and you your would friends. think that would be the wake-up call one right? would hope that would be the wake-up like if, call if you're gonna have cops Right. I don't want to say that we need, you know, government police. Right. But if you're going to have a security agency doing security duties, yeah. serving and protecting, right, active shooter situation is when you want them to like spring into action yes. and do the job that they were hired to do. Yes. Right. And not the extortion and the racketeering and whatever on the side. Handcuffing like, oh, moms. Right. Like, that. Or what? tackling the dad yeah. and tasing right. people. Right. No. Get you don't there. do that. You go in there. Right. That's it. If we're, if we're going to have, if you want to, if you want to play the game of oh, we need the police, like that's the time. That's when they're supposed to like get the job done. Yeah. So I can't think of a better illustration to show that that indeed is not the job the police were hired for. Right. Not only you know I I point at the the court's rulings repeatedly over and over and over and over again. They continue to rule police and military for that matter have no duty to protect. Anybody, except right. themselves, maybe. Maybe they have a duty to protect themselves. I don't know. Well, so they, they protect get each other. Yeah. <laughs> they protect each other. That's for sure. So here's what happens when uh, somebody comes in. They're trying to shoot up a crowd, and somebody in the crowd is armed. They're able to respond within seconds. They're able to 
literally take this guy out because they were armed. And, you know, for all of you, uh, you know, like feminist types or whatever, it was a woman. Nice. It's a woman. She drew her pistol. She fired, killing Butler, the statement said. No one at the party was injured. Instead of running from the threat, she engaged with the threat and saved several lives last night, Chief of Detectives Tony Hazlitt told News Outlets Thursday. Butler was at the apartment complex earlier in the evening in a vehicle and had been warned to slow down because children were playing, police said. They said he left, but he returned later, parked in front of the complex, and began firing. After fatally shooting Butler, the woman waited, along with several witnesses, for police to arrive. And what does that say about the police? They're, they're there they to collect there. evidence and, and write reports. When seconds, count, <laughs> when seconds counted, they were minutes away. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever heard, uh, oh, Hazlitt said no charges would be filed against the woman? Woohoo! She's or, a hero. And there shouldn't be, right? Uh, she should be she should be given uh, her her ammo back that she used. How many times have you heard of a uh, a fireman showing up to a fire and waiting for like the much higher fire a, squad to show up? Right? I could get burned if I go in there. There's there's no songs <laughs> called F the Fireman, right? Coming up, can you get better gas mileage if you remove your back the blue bumper sticker off of the back of your pickup? 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live. More coming up. Yes, he says with authority. Not the kind of authority you're thinking of. He's not pointing guns at you. He doesn't have a bunch of goons, uh, you know, uh, threatening you or... Uh, Protecting and serving. Threatening to throw him in a cage. Uh, you know, he, he says... So, the only legitimate authority, in my opinion... And this is Free Talk Live that you're listening to, by the way. I should mention that. The only we're back. And he said we're back. Yeah, we're back. Uh, the only legitimate authority, in my opinion, is the the authority of expertise, right? So, hey, uh, you know, I'm I'm a really poor carpenter, right? I I need some help doing some carpentry thing. I'm going to go seek out an authority on carpentry, right, for some help with my carpentry needs, right? To me, that is the only legitimate authority, right? Otherwise, all things being equal. I should be the utmost authority of myself at all times. And so should you and you and you mm-hmm. and you and you and all the listeners and mm-hmm. everybody on planet Earth, as far as I'm concerned. That's right. That's how it should work. So. But when the authorities say something, they always say, the authorities said. Yeah. Or officials. Right. That's another word yeah. that gets me. Ah, officials. You can pass that authority on by giving someone agency. <laughs> Power of attorney documents. Deputy. That is true. Uh, this is Free Talk Live, so let's go to your calls and thoughts. We've got uh, Gigi calling from Charleston. Gigi, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Listening to all of you make important mention of whistleblowing and freedom of speech, what comes to my mind immediately is Edward Snowden oh, yes. and Julian Assange. Yes. Right? Yes, both of those people. In fact, both Chelsea Manning. Of them. And Chelsea Manning, right, for, to that uh, oh, yes, point as well. Oh, yes, I forgot about her. I beg your pardon. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, and Snowden, like, first of all, he's not a U.S. citizen. 
anymore. And so, like, for them to even consider prosecuting him and all these other countries are sort of just allowing it and going along with it. Like, there should be, you know, some sort of like, hey, uh, he's not even a citizen of your country. You Julian know. Assange. Julian Assange, yes. Thank you. Sorry, right. not Snowden. I think Julian the Assange. American authorities, as you said, authority, <laughs> I loved it, by the way, they're embarrassed. Oh, yes, they certainly are. Uh, With both of them. Yeah. And I think that the world actually needs more people like Julian Assange and Edward Snowden uh, to point out the evils that this organization of thugs and goons uh, that most people refer to as government, uh, you know, preys upon people on a daily basis. Because it's like war criminal behavior. Yeah. What ex- both of them uh, revealed. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. And and the war is on us, the citizens, oh, the people inside of the United States of America. The war is not on like people potentially going to invade from another country or something like right. that. How can it be treason when he revealed it to the citizens of the United States? That's right. Bingo. Anything else, Gigi? No, thank you. I love the program. Appreciate your call. Uh, Let's go right away to Jill calling from Richmond. Jill, you're on Free Talk Live. I was astonished to hear you say that the courts had ruled that police had no duty to protect the citizens. I thought that was considered their their main duty. You say they did that more than once? You have been fooled. But yes. Uh, in fact, uh, I, did you look it up? I found one of them, at okay. least. So Warren versus the District of Columbia, uh, appeals court 1981. So this is old uh, appeals case that held that the police do not owe a specific duty to, prov- to provide police services to specific citizens based on the public duty doctrine. So there you go. And I think there was another one, Brown versus something or other. Yeah, it's been multiple times, and let me just see if I can... Quickly find, uh, there's one from, let's see, this from Mises.org. Uh, this was written uh, in 2018. It says, on Monday, though, a federal judge ruled that the government agencies had no constitutional duty to protect students who were not in custody. So n- uh, does that mean they had a constitutional uh, duty to protect students who were in a public school, because you could make the argument that being in school is in government custody. custody. So, but uh, there have been a number of times, uh, both uh, for the police and for the military, uh, that the the court has ruled that there is no duty to protect you. uh, How far up the court system did that go? Did it go to the Supreme Court? Supreme Court, Court. yep. Yep. That's a Supreme Court rule. That's uh, that's unconscionable. Well, and it is revealing. One of the reasons that I continue to do this show and say the things that I say and have the guests on and, you know, of course, talk to the callers is because of things like this. Uh, I, what was the name of one of the, the first of those cases? Uh, Warren versus District of Columbia. Warren versus D.C. Yep. And the other one is... Uh, uh, I already I don't, closed the tab. I apologize. Brown something or other? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember. I, I I vaguely recall it being Brown something. There's several. The point is that there's several. There's like the ruling and then several cases after that that reaffirm the original ruling. There's a... Well, that a well, ni- looks like the citizens just have to protect themselves then. 
until they take away your ability to do so. Right. And so whenever one of these, you know, shootings happens, uh, the response from politicians is generally, hey, uh, you know, the, the people have spoken. They want us to make some, you know, gun laws, more gun act, laws. Act, act now. We must act. Now is the time. Make it even worse. Yeah. Well, and of course it does every time. But this is the, the cycle that I see time and time again is... You know, shooting happens. Politicians lobby for more gun laws. M- people lose more more gun rights uh, every time one of these happens, and they're blaming the wrong thing. They're blaming yeah. the gun rather than blaming the recall. system. I remember seeing a bunch of guns hopping around on their handles and then shooting people of their own volition. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen that, that only either. in Hollywood. Yeah, seen that? Yeah. Well, maybe in cartoons that could occur. <laughs> Jill, did you have anything else to share? I guess not. All right, hey, thanks for the call. We appreciate you. So, and I was just looking. There's a uh, uh, article here. It says this case builds on Supreme Court precedent in DeShaney versus Winnebago County Department of Social Services in 1989. A young boy was repeatedly abused, and Town of uh, Castle Rock versus Gonzalez. Yeah, another one in a similar list. Yep. So, you know, and this is just us quickly typing into our favorite search engine, uh, no duty to protect and what we're able to come up with. There's many articles. There's something here from uh, prospect.org, Mises.org, the New York Times, uh, Wikipedia's got something about it. Enlinelaw.com uh, uh, has a fact check. Do police have a duty to protect individuals? No. Generally, the police have no duty to protect you is the headline from A-L-I-N-E-A-L-I-N-E-L-I-N-E-L-I-N-E-L-I-N-E-L-I-N-E-L-I-N-E-L-I-N-E-L-I-N-E-L-I-N-E-L-I-N-E-L-I-N-E-
<laughs> Soon it'll move to 615. <laughs> 603-283-6160. That's the telephone number if you would like to comment. Hour number two of Free Talk Live is coming up. Yoda and Back Kermit and the Frog. Okay. They they got into that thing that uh, that uh, Jeff uh, Goldblum got in, became Brundlefly. So we don't talk about Dagobah. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. That's the number here in the studio for this particular radio show that you're listening to called Free Talk Live. Glad you remembered. Uh, took I had to pause there. They called. <laughs> I, I thought we're all joining in on that, but no. Free talk live. Yes. Live, live. No, it's it's called a dramatic pause for a reason. Oh, it was dramatic. What you're supposed to do is say some things and kind of talk a little bit faster and lead up to it. <laughs> right? Uh, that's that's how dramatic yeah, pause yeah. works. Yeah. That's good. So sometimes people have trouble with my cadence because I try to stay away from Who's ums Mike and Aidens? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Hunt's brother. <laughs> <laughs> <My In-law. kids. laughs> uh so uh, in the last hour we talked about a whole bunch of stuff if you missed any of it just wait until the show's over and you can go back and listen to it over at freetalklive.com the whole show uh we mentioned ron paul will be our guest on tuesday and we're pretty stoked about that to have him on the show well if you're gonna recap it they're not gonna listen to <laughs> it coming up I'm I'm Continue. only slightly capping okay. the recap. All right. I'm re recapping. Make it dramatic. I'm the recaptain. Whoa! I'm making up new words here as we go. New titles. During the break, Mister Classic over here had noticed <laughs> that I have a, a a cartoon that seems to have it's his latest cartoons. It seems to have some sort of a weird mm, swooshy kind of thing going on on it because it's you can't really see the whole thing the way I have it on my computer. And it's colored blue and yellow. Now, Mr. Steve Classic, you've been pointing out repeatedly on social media <laughs> things that are blue and yellow that you support. I su- yeah, I support Ikea, mm-hmm. Goodyear tires. Okay. Um, I don't know, it's just a host the, of... The, a whole bunch of yeah, things that are... Yeah, that are high noon yellow. beer. So, uh, yeah. I, I bring this up because I discovered a word the other day. You guys know I'm a fan of the portmanteau. Yes. For those of you who don't know what a portmanteau is, it's when you take one word and combine it with another word that immediately makes sense, like uh, enormous and gigantic becomes ginormous, uh, or humongous and gigantic becomes hugantic, stuff like that, right? Strategic. Jim Timidation. Jim Timidation. We mentioned that earlier in a segment. Torrible. That's a, a portmanteau. No, that's just a mispronunciation. Oh. Terrible. Strategery? Mm-mm. No? Mm-mm. No, that's just, okay. that's just dumb. All right. I think. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think of on top of my so head. So I discovered the other day that there's a word, and it's called the Ukraine bow. Oh. <laughs> Just give it a couple of days. We're almost to rainbow season. Now, Ukraine bow, right? <laughs> and so the only reference that I could find 
uh, as far as a visual, was this uh, from theweek.com. They have a political cartoon that, of course, shows uh, some bombings and then a body of water and then this blue and gold two-stripe rainbow that ends at a big pot of gold uh, with a tag on it that says Ukraine. The pot of gold is labeled U.S. Congress. Oh, that's the money laundering operation. Very good, Steve Classic. Thank you. You get... I'm awake. Well, nothing. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) In fact, you get uh, your dollar worth less than it was before. (laughs) Inflation. Yes. So, anyway, I just wanted to point out that I discovered a a thing called the Ukraine bow. There's (laughs) two different spellings. You can spell it with the full U-K-R-A-I-N-E-B-O-W, or you can drop the useless English E and just U-K-R-A-I-N-B-O-W. I would drop the E. What about the, the Ukraine? Couldn't it just shouldn't it just be Ukraine bow? Well, okay, sure, yes. It's a thing though. The, because everyone calls it the Ukraine. Okay, right. It's not Ukraine. So the Ukraine bow. Or if I say like, did you see the rainbow outside? It's possible. I wouldn't say, did you see rainbow outside? It's possible that there's more than one Ukraine bow. (laughs) You just add an S on the end then. (laughs) The Ukraine bows. Or would it just be like Ukraine bow, like? You know, that's the plural of it as well. I saw many Ukraine bow today. There's a band out there starting up right now with that name. <laughs> please don't. <laughs> no, please, <laughs> please don't. don't. That's a horrible band name. <laughs> don't do that. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. I am the captain. Who are you? Steve Classic. And, and Rich Rich. <laughs> okay, we're the, the hosts tonight. Uh, 603-283-6160 is the number. Let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Major Payne calling from Michigan. Major, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, that old that whole Ukraine bowl thing going mm-hmm. back to Washington. You guys are going to give the leprechauns and the Irish a bad name. That thing goes goes back to a pot of fool's gold. Ain't the real McCoy there. Well, since this particular pot of gold is labeled uh, U.S. U.S. Congress, I would have to yeah, say I, that, I, that I, it I is. That's fool's gold, though. They print it. They don't. <laughs> they don't mind nothing. Once drove through the end of a rainbow. I was like, "Where's the pot of gold?" My stepdad was like, "On the other side." <laughs> he drove to the wrong end. Drove, right? drove oh. to the wrong end. Major, what were you calling about? Well, anyway, um, all the uh, the gun upheaval and whatnot. It took them fifty years, but they finally hung a felony on me, so I lost my gun rights. Well, oh. here in Michigan, I'm still allowed to have uh, black powder. You know, front loaders like nice. musket, and uh, I probably an inline too. But anyway, okay. I mean, they make. Six, they make six guns, so I could carry a brace of pistols around. And but uh, uh, it's classified as a club under state law. Interesting. Now, is that not screwy? Whoa, that is screwy. Now, could you, um, you know, I don't know, like grab some duct tape and some supports, and I don't know, like sort of attach two or three of them together <laughs> to make one sort of mecca club, mega club. <laughs> well, okay, mega club. So the more likely thing that you would do is like cowboy style carry two and cowboy yeah, exactly. so then you get two do you get 12 shots oh if you can't if you can't take down your target in 12 shots run i forget uh richie rich here is a uh, a certified uh, firearms instructor yes and so old, you old, old josie wales used to carry a set of 44s on his hip and a set of 36s on his saddles what does that so add he up had to? 24 shots <laughs> <laughs> very good thank you i was told there would be no math so i apologize anything else anyway, i was wondering i was wondering with your magic tri- triangles there if there's any more screwy states that classify black powders as clubs or some other 
of oh, Goose. Oh, I don't know. I think it's weird that Michigan classifies it as, as a club. Most places just don't classify it as a firearm. So there's there's a category of antique weaponry, like the black powder pistols, etc., um, that aren't firearms that anyone can buy, have it mailed to your door, uh, and then you're good to go. But then but then you're messing with black powder, and that's a lot more intricate um, and dangerous to get into. So it's considered an antique, right? And even if it's a exactly. replica of an old antique black powder pistol, mm-hmm. it still qualifies. So you can get a newly manufactured replica of an old black powder type pistol, um, and you could do that. And some places will let you swap out the cylinder on this revolver yeah. so that you can actually load modern cartridges into Whoa. it, and the cylinder can be bought like and mailed to your door. Yeah. The revolver as an antique can be bought, mailed to your door. Yeah. Combining it together is, I'm going to call it a gray area, so I'm not going to say anything uh, about it. Can you also 3D print this replacement piece? This oh, cylinder? yeah, I'm sure. Okay. I'm, yeah. Because I know... I mean, that's I, a whole different category. Yeah, yeah. I know that, uh, you know, thanks to uh, Defense Distributed, right. uh, online plans for guns exist right. and they're never going away. So if you are wealthy enough, lucky enough, or gifted enough to own a 3D printer of the appropriate variety, uh, you know, the, the gun debate is over. Uh, guns are going to be available to whomever has access to the right. internet and a 3D printer near as I could tell to the end of time. But this specific mm-hmm. thing is for felons or prohibitive people right. who aren't allowed to own or purchase a quote-unquote firearm. Right. You can still get a purchase. Club. You can get a club. Get, in Michigan, it's a club. Yeah. Like, and yeah. I don't know. You can an get a, not a firearm that functions as you would. What about, for a uh, Major, can you own, I don't know, like a cannon? Not according to Joe uh, Biden. I, I have seen no law against it. Matter of fact, I hear them going off around here all the time. <laughs> Hey, thanks for the call, Major. We appreciate it. 603-283-6160. Coming up, vampires are on the loose in Chicago. Or are they? Or are they? (laughs) This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. We are back. It is Free Talk Live. This telephone number here in the studio, if you'd like to join us, is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, Steve Classic. And Rich Rich. Uh, I want to tell you that Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now, click on Get Started at the top of the page, and once you do that, you will find all sorts of valuable information very neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse for you to ignore this very important and world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable cryptocurrency user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news all on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Visit Bitcoin.com. 
what about uh, these rail guns? Have you seen these? These handheld yes. rail guns where they'll fire like anything as their ammo, like a screw from or a you know a nut from like Home Depot and like the hardware section. Yeah, not Is a firearm. A, not a firearm, right? So, uh, what one of the amazing like categories of not a firearm? Yeah. Um, are the air guns coming out of Europe because Europe has all the bans on like firearms and guns and whatnot? Yeah. But you can still get air guns. So like CO2 powered rifles and pistols or whatever that will fire about like like the paint guns like the paintball style No, ones? I'm talking about like a, a 50 caliber lead projectile Ooh. just propelled by air. And Ooh. and it's deadly? If if you aim right, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean like I imagine it is. Like yeah. I wouldn't want to get hit by one, but I always thought of air guns as like just the the paintball guys, right? right. When somebody says air gun, I immediately go, "Oh, paintball." Right. Right. But they're, hmm. they're thousands of dollars for an air gun, you know. Because that's what the Europeans are allowed to to have. As, you can't have gunpowder. I don't you know. Can't have bullets in your. Yeah, well, I don't know. Like Britain Cartier. or any of those company countries. Yeah. Right. There's companies. Good countries. <laughs> yeah, companies. Corporations. You mean mediocre Britain? Sure. Okay. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts because well the show's called Free Talk Live and it's a call in show. We've got Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. I'm sorry, Bambi in Florida. Bambi, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey. Bambi? Hey. Hey, what's on your mind today? Hey, I wanted to encourage your listeners to homeschool. Please do. Go ahead. Encourage away. That's it. Just want to encourage them. Do it. So I live in Florida, and our homeschool laws are fairly lenient from people that I've heard from other states, but... um. Anyway, I, my oldest son was three years old when I decided to quit work. And I thought if I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom, I'm going all in. I'm going to homeschool. And we didn't live in a great school district and all this. But I just felt like I wasn't pleased with what I was getting so far. So why would it ever get any better? Yeah. Hey, so, uh, Bambi, are you, like, standing still, walking around? Like, your signal kind of goes in and out a little bit. Sounds like you're prancing through a forest. We live in the country now, and so, unfortunately, we don't have great service. Can you guys hear me? Yep, yep, we can hear you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, So, it got to the point that I decided we could live on beans and rice if we had to, because I made made really good money in my career. I was an accountant with a utility corporation in our area, and I had a great job, and um, so, we just... For our family, my husband and I decided that I was going to homeschool, and he quit his job and started his own business in about a three-month time frame. So he just really took a risk and, like, jumped in. Nice. But the homeschooling thing, so it doesn't look like a traditional classroom. I tried to make it that way for several years, and I didn't understand why I've had three boys. They can't sit still for a real long time, and all the expectations that, they place on kids in public school and particularly I feel like boys and but any girl like I you know just it's a lot it's a lot for a kindergartner a first grader even a fifth grader to stay in the class all day long with no sunshine 15 minute break you know to go out and so our school doesn't look like a traditional school and it took me a few years to adjust to that but anyone can homeschool you are equipped to do it you're the best teacher of your children do not let the government indoctrinate your children because they indoctrinated you to make you think you can't do it. Yeah. Bambi, I, I, I want to just say thank you and give you a whole bunch of applause. If I had an award, I would give it to you and anybody who's listening 
who has made the sacrifice. I, I have friends of mine who, when they had children or if they've had them recently, I have encouraged them to do the same. Uh, a couple of them have actually attempted homeschooling and, and gave it up because they're like, it's too much. I can't do it. And, you know, with the, we lost too much money and, you know, two income family and all this kind of a thing. And, and, you know, I told them exactly what you're saying. I'm like, look, if you want your child to grow up and be the best possible learner that they can be, you're going to have to make a larger sacrifice than you made to make it happen. So uh, applause That's and right. kudos to you and your husband. Both. Maximize the potential. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. it does take that sacrifice. And why would anybody on planet Earth turn their children over to an organization of violence who is responsible for the most heinous crimes of all time uh, for yeah. you know eight hours a day, whatever it is, five days a week? It's because they consider it free daycare. And it's, it's convenient. And it's convenient. And it's just, it's bred into our culture. I graduated college and did not even think I wanted to have children. Yeah. And then I got married and met my husband and I was like, oh, maybe we'll do this family thing. And then I had these kids and I had this great career. I was making really good money. My husband's like, I don't think you'll happy, be happy staying at home. And it got to the point that like all I wanted to do was raise kids who went against the grain. Like this, our life was just so awful. And I felt like I had to get to that point for me to turn the corner on it. And even still, like, the first few years of homeschooling were so rocky because I just had in my mind of what school was like. And that's not where real learning does not take place inside of a classroom. No, it I does think that's not. part of the problem. Going it, to the bank. Yeah. It, and, and thank you for the call, Bambi. We appreciate it. Uh, go ahead, Richard. I think that's part of the problem is when the average individual thinks about homeschooling, they think of themselves in the teacher role, right, standing in front of their children, teaching them as they would be getting taught in the public school system. Right. And that's not necessarily how real education has to take place. Right. Right. So it's going to look it's going to look different for any family that decides to homeschool potentially. Um, and then, you know, at least here there's the homeschooling community where you can do those socializing and mm-hmm. group activities and all that other fun stuff and right. field trips. Yeah, that's uh, one of the things that uh, I do admire about the greater freedom movement here in New Hampshire is the folks working together to assist with the child care so that, you know, if you are working two jobs or even one job, you're a single parent, you know, yeah. that kind of a thing. Uh, there there are resources available to you uh, for that kind of a thing. And to your point, Richie Rich, I think that homeschooling looks different for every individual child because sure. they're individuals. That's why it looks different. Yeah. I'm going to learn differently than you learn or right. you learn, Steve. You're going to learn differently than I learn. And so each individual you know, will end up with its own custom-tailored curriculum, for lack of a better word. Facilitate the education. You don't necessarily have to teach it. Coming up, do professional swimmers sweat when they're training underwater? (laughs) This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. More coming up. We're back. 
You know, Bay and Oliver or Revolvenet is also a portmanteau. This is the cross between a revolver and a bayonet or a bayonet and a revolver, depending on which word you prefer to use. Uh, I would show all of you listeners a picture of it, but, well, this is a radio show, and so uh, you don't get one. Just, uh, you know, look it up on your favorite search engine. There is a device that I saw recently that I call the, the Bay and Oliver because it is... It's, oh, that's not the, the real name of it. No, it's called something else, but oh. it's a, a a large knife with a, a small, I believe it's a twenty two caliber uh, revolver built into the handle of the of the large knife. Uh, I don't know what makes a, a machete versus a bayonet other than size, but... Or the I, ability to attach it to your rifle. That's what I think is makes it the, the difference, but... Also, there has to be a size restriction to the knife that you attach to your rifle because that could get really top-heavy. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the bayonets that come on rifles now are folded under. Yeah. And then, you know, so it doesn't make it too top-heavy yeah. when you, you just extend it out as needed. I mean, it's probably, a, uh, I, w- I would say, a less-than-practical invention, but I just thought it was cool that somebody has gone, hey, to, the, invented. gone to the extent of inventing a yeah. thing called the, you know, that I call the Bayon Oliver, <laughs> where you put a little tiny twenty two six shooter inside the hand. And like you, I don't know if you flip a button or whatever, but you kind of open this thing up before you can use it. Um, anyway, I think, one of the, on the I think one of the dumbest firearm technologies or inventions that have come up, they have, they've manufactured a like you know, single shot twenty two. Mm-hmm. That folds up and looks like your cell phone. Oh yeah, I've seen oh, these. Oh yeah, as if yeah. the cops need another excuse to say like, "Oh, it looks like you had a gun." Yeah. If they're although, making guns that look like, like cell phones, although the one I saw, I thought was a nine millimeter, and it, wasn't, it could have been a nine. And it wasn't single shot. Okay, but yeah, same 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 premise, idea. but right, you know, yeah. So it looks, looks like, like it looks like the magic triangle, but you break right. it apart and uh, you re- have a single rectangle. shot rectangle. Magic it's rectangle. Got four. Okay. Triangle's got three. Triangle, right. It's yeah. in the name. Tri. Triangle. Three it's angles. Poly. Magic rectangle. Rectangle. Right. Yes. It's, it's rect. <laughs> uh, this is Free Talk Damn Live. Damn killed them. 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Richie Rich. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, yes. You know, there was times when I was crossing the street I wanted to uh, tap the car just to just to let them know that I'm in the crosswalk. Oh, I've done uh, that. I've punched cars. Oh, you have? How about punched in car? Well, do they come out and try to tag you down and beat you up? And although I I suspect that Richie Rich uh, would get less of that than you would, (laughs) uh, Sarah. I suspect that you don't look intimidating. I, I don't know. I've never seen you, but I suspect that Richie Rich with his giant beard and his uh, uh, rings in his eyebrow uh, and that type of thing may look a bit more intimidating than you do. Yeah, because I met, I was about to tap the car and uh, well, she was trying to turn that right hand turn and uh, she just was looking at the left hand side, just looking at the traffic and I saw her, so I make sure that I, she turned around. I didn't get hit. I walked really fast, but I was ready to tap her just to let her know I was in the crosswalk. Yep, that's smart. But you know, but I met. That's fine. It might be fine for you, but there was another guy that was skinny. I talked to him, and he, 
he he punched the car or whatever he did. He had to run for his life. He showed me his pants got ripped and um and I don't see him in town in Albuquerque anymore. He moved out of his town. But I mean he came out and he chased him down. But Richard Reach I mean, but you're pretty big, right? It sounds like you're like two hundred pounds or something. That's if nice, somebody came kind of... out and wanted to beat you up, you could probably be back, huh? I mean, I, it's been a while since I, I've been in a fight. I'm thinking he could defend himself. I hope so. But there, there yeah, was so... there was one time specifically, it wasn't in a crosswalk, but I was leaving a shopping center on my moped. So I was yeah. I was at the exit to the, you know, like trying to pull out onto the road. Yep. And the dude who was in front of me pulling out first decided, I'm just going to start backing up now. He just wanted oh, to God. back up back into the parking lot. Whoa. So I had to, you know, jump off the moped, yank it out of the way before he ran me over. And so as I, yeah. you know, pulled up next to him, I smacked the crap out of his windshield. I'm like, dude, you got to pay attention. He was like, I'm so sorry. I didn't see. <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes people need a wake up call and I'm glad to give it to him. This is not, uh, of course, uh, societal interaction advice. <laughs> no, some people need a wake up call. But some people need a wake up call. Anything else you I, want to and, share? And Sarah's, Sarah? To Sarah's point, right? If if you got the if you're crossing the street and you've got the little man, yeah. and the dude in yeah. the right hand lane is trying to make his right on red, he's not necessarily looking into the crosswalk. Oh yeah. And if he doesn't see a car no. coming from the left, he's going to turn. And if you step into oh, the yeah. crosswalk as he's not looking, you're going to get hit. Yep. So if you can see that coming and watch him oh, turn no, and just punch his car. Give him a little reminder dent to look for pedestrians when he doesn't have the right of way. I'm for it. And then fall down and make it look like you got hit. Let's okay, Cody happens. Sue. <laughs> Ooh, Sarah? Well, I was a lady. I was thinking I could give her a gentle tap just to let her know. I'm I'm not a, I'm not hitting it with my fist or anything, but oh, no. but I, like I just wanted dance. to let her know that it's like talking about I'm here, you know, basically that that's the only way she had the windows rolled up, but I I wasn't I wasn't gonna kick the car or you know what I mean because here in Albuquerque you gotta run for your life they will come out and assault you you gotta get ready to get assaulted or beat them up or what you do and kind of like road rage you know they've known to pull they need to um, pull out and they beat each other up on the street or they pull out guns I mean on the freeway and they do all of that over all of this. You know, yeah. humans are a dangerous species, so be careful out there, Sarah. And thanks for the call tonight. We well, in my it. career, I have never run into that, right? Because they're they are already in the wrong, and it's a reminder. And hopefully, someday down the line, their buddy goes like, "Hey, how'd you get that dent in your fender?" Right? Like the dude I almost ran over punched my car. Yeah. And then, so there you go. Yeah, I'm uh, rather extra careful about pedestrians as I drive. Uh, I I do that because well I've been a pedestrian like when yes. I didn't have a car for a period of time I I know what that's like I've almost been run over a bunch of times some friends of mine are um, uh, one friend of mine specifically made his living as a bicycle courier okay and uh, I can tell you horrendous tales of almost and near and actual crashes okay. that he has been involved in where he went over a car or on top of a car and you know had wrecked his bike and all that kind of a thing so um, I think a lot of bicyclists are asking for it because they're supposed to follow the rules of the road and they don't do that either no they don't they're pay like, the taxes for the road either they're like they're like a <laughs> tweener culture right 
Like they'll they'll pedal up to the red light and just look both ways and then just go and, across, and go. which is fine. But the cops do that too, so sure. But if they get hit because they're doing that, like I don't have any sympathy. <laughs> you were on the bike and you decided like you wanted to take a chance and got spushed. Uh, there, yeah. th- there are as many idiot human bicyclists as there are idiot human drivers as there are idiot human pedestrians. Okay, in in my opinion. Right, uh, because they're just humans, and humans, even the so smartest, bring on the automation, even yeah. the smartest of us, do dumb things. Well, okay, and okay, so not immune from that. And if when I'm in that situation, I go, "Whoops, didn't see you." Right, yeah. right, like tip yeah. of the hat and the little wave. The you know, I'm sorry, mouth it, you know, and alliterate it so they can see it. Yeah, it happens, you know. But if someone punched my car because I almost ran them over, I'd be like, "Yeah, fair play." Yeah, you ever get run over, Steve? I've never been run over. No. no. Not even close? No. Nope. Have you run anybody over? No. Nope. Okay, good. Me either. <laughs> I got T-boned on the moped. you ever hit a bird? T-boned on the moped. Yeah. Okay, so I had to laugh with Sarah when you mentioned that, <laughs> that you were coming out of the driveway with, on your moped. I just, <laughs> I can't picture you on a moped. <laughs> like, oh. It's a, an hilarious thing in my head. So I've I've had several mopeds. It was a lot easier in Hawaii. Like, there's a bigger moped culture yeah, yeah. in Hawaii. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, driving home late one night and going through an intersection. I had the green and the dude coming the other way was supposed to yield on left and didn't and swept me. Broke my leg. Laid up for two months. Have you had a near accident on your moped? Give us a call. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. said that we are if, back so if only it's... there was a repeated phrase that we could use every time we were back that would alert us and me to whether or not and the listeners to whether or not we were actually back here's what you got to do when you hear the music you just shout and we're back Ooh, i like that okay that's right. a good idea we should start doing that. pro tip Pro tip. Breaking news. This just in, ladies and gentlemen. The Libertarian Party has just added support a secession to their platform. Nice. Oh, wait. I can clap. Oh, I can clap now. Don't snap. No snapping. No clapping. Thank you. All right. All right. Round of applause. That's very strong. Very strong. I. It's those darn Mises people, isn't it? The, the cock ass? Sure. You could say it. <laughs> <laughs> the cock. The cock. Uh, the caucus. Hand me the caulking gun, will you? <laughs> hey, have you seen my caulk? Grandpa, it's pronounced quiche. <laughs> um, so uh, one of our producers has alerted me to the fact that the Libertarian Party has added support of secession. Because they had their big convention over the weekend or something. They did something. The, the, the Reno Redo or I don't know. They, they had some trendy name for it. I can't Whatever. Remember. Did they mention a certain state or just any state? That this is just breaking news. Is, just Details to follow. Perhaps. I mean. I Coming know. up next. Or, Coming up next. You know, look into it yourself. All right. right? I'll take your and word for it. You're capable. And you have <laughs> access to 
like all of the information of mankind on a pocket device. You know, I mean, brilliant. It's going to cut gotta, into my YouTube time. Man. I got, do I got to do everything? I mean, all right. You know, six zero three two eight three six one six zero. This is Free Talk Live. If you want to join us, call six zero three two eight three six one six zero. In the studio, it's myself, the captain, Steve Classic, and Rich Rich. Uh, Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media-sharing protocol, and we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video-sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line about covid the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could literally be taken down permanently at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, and now we're streaming live every night, posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want, you can go all in and download the desktop app over at lbry.com. And then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you to visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. That's video.freetalklive.com. All right, moving right along, we have more to talk about. Um, Richie, Rich, I do want to get to, you brought in some stuff that I want to get to. But first, I, I want to mention this thing. This is from reason.com. Uh, under the heading of civil asset forfeiture. Michigan couple says town seized their building and offered to return it only if they bought two cars for the police department. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is several weeks old, I believe. Uh, May 19th. Okay. So, yeah, it's a couple, okay. couple, couple weeks. But uh, we it hasn't made it under the show, remarkably. Terrible, more, you guys. So. What have you guys been talking about? Uh, current well, events. I mean, yeah, there's... <laughs> To be fair, there's, there's been a fair amount of news. So, you know, like, Every day, more fact, news. Uh, Peakless Mountaineer and I uh, both, we over-prepare for whenever we're on this show. And we've discussed doing uh, like sort of a leftovers you know, show, like right. the, the stuff we never get to. Because some of it ages off and you know, it's like if you don't get to it, it, it kind of loses its, you know. But it's still important stuff for historical reference particularly as you know we do current events here on free talk live a lot less yeah. than current events so uh, extortion there's no other way to explain it the couple's attorney says a michigan couple says their town seized a building they own and then demanded that they buy two cars for the police department to get their own property back the case first reported by wxyz in detroit I didn't know there was a station called WXYZ. That's <laughs> running out of call letters. <laughs> Detroit, yeah. uh, running out of water, running out of call letters. Detroit, Michigan, everyone. Uh, it began in December of 2020 when the mayor of Highland Park and the police chief dropped by a 13,000 square foot building owned by Justina and Matt uh, Cosbiel, K-O-Z-B-I, I'm not pronouncing that correctly, I'm sure. Uh, for an impromptu fire code inspection. Impromptu. Dun, dun, dun. This building looks nice. <laughs> be we could, shame. Use, this, we could right? use a few cars. Let's see what we be can Be a shame out if somebody burned it down. <laughs> you know, the city officials found a marijuana grow operation inside. The Cosbills, immigrants from Poland, say they had a state license to grow the medical marijuana, but the city seized the building anyway and held on to it. For 17 months. 
<laughs> thought this was America. Without <laughs> charging them with a crime. Can you imagine? Here come, you know, the authorities, right? And you, you, you bought a building, right? And got permission to do the work, too. Got permission to do the thing that you're doing. From the bigger gang. Yep. And, the state uh, gang. You, you've got it, you know, in a frame, posted or whatever, right? Yeah. And here comes the town. They're like, yeah, we're going to take it anyway because we can. This is called civil asset forfeiture for those of you not familiar with this type of a thing. And then they held on to it for 17 months and never charged them with anything. Did they charge the drugs? Because they do that, too. They probably smoked it all. Okay. And then ran out, and they're like, oh, whatever. Now, Are they going to charge I, the plants with an illegal grow operation? <laughs> right. Uh, under civil asset forfeiture laws, police can legally seize property, cash, cars, and even houses suspected of, and entire buildings apparently, suspected of being connected to criminal activity like drug trafficking, whether or not the owner has been charged with a crime. But not only were the Cosbills never charged with a crime, police never alleged there was any major criminal activity at all. They couldn't. They had the license from the state. We're allowed to be here and do this thing. Yeah. In, In a response to the... Uh, interrogatory filed in the Cosbill's subsequent lawsuit against Highland Park. A city police officer answered none when asked to identify any predicate felony offenses justifying the seizure. None. <laughs> none. Yeah. Uh, how do you justify the seizure? We, we don't. don't. <laughs> yeah, we don't really have to, I guess. A February 24, 2021 email provided to reason by the Cosbill's attorney, Mark Delden, shows that a Highland Park police officer ferrying a message from city attorney Terry Ford sent to the Cosbills quotes for two cars from a local Ford dealership totaling about $70,000. We want the upgraded model. It's probably his brother-in-law's car dealership, too. (laughs) Just go pick up these two interceptors. And we want the extended warranty on those. Yeah, hey, hey, Bobby, I'm sending a couple your way. You know, make sure you charge them the 70 grand, okay? And get the roadside assist. <laughs> civil liberties groups often criticize civil forfeiture for creating a perverse profit incentive. You don't say. For police and local governments. I did just say. Since forfeiture revenues often go straight into their budgets, but it's practically unheard of to see such an overt shakedown put into emails and court documents. I actually beg to differ with... Brazen. I mean, yes, this is brazen, but it's not practically unheard of. Uh, these departments around the country, around the globe, really, do this stuff all the time. They do it, but are they, But this is like the case where they're as open as to what they're doing right. and not trying to hide it. Right. Like, hey, we don't need to make it a secret anymore. Because they get away with it so often, like, yeah. what do they care? Hey, 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 guys, back the blue, okay? N- no. <laughs> I, I don't think I will. No. No, <laughs> no sir. The thin blue line. I don't like it. No, sir. Uh, anyway, yeah, I had overt shakedown. Now, all of these things are shakedowns. In fact, most of the time, uh, most police interaction is a shakedown of some sort. It's the road piracy. Or, or extortion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, and Delden goes on to say, extortion. There's no other way to explain it. So there you go. Here's an attorney who agrees with our perspective on these actions and says that it's extortion. There's no other way to explain it. But will the government run judiciary system find in the citizens favor? None. (laughs) 
quote, this is really policing for profit because instead of finding a crime, pressing charges, and allowing the forfeiture process to work out, they just went and seized the building and said, give us two cop cars, Delden tells Reason. There was no crime and there was no forfeiture process. The goal was never to forfeit this property because Highland Park wouldn't receive anything. The goal was to extort my client into providing new squad cars. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live coming up. Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to our program. We are a live call-in radio program where you can call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the Lord Reverend Captain Kickass. Joining me, Steve Classic. And Rich Rich. Thanks to you guys for being here tonight. Thank Appreciate you, you guys. Appreciate you guys. Uh, before we go on, we've been talking a little bit about civil asset forfeiture in a particular case out of Michigan where authorities seized an entire building uh, that a couple owned, <laughs> an immigrant couple, and uh, said, uh, oh, we'll give it back if you buy us two new cars from this dealership. $70,000. They held it for ransom. Yeah. We'll talk more about that in just a minute, but... Uh, ForkFest 2022, it's coming up pretty quick. Real soon. You can join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th annual ForkFest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out in 2021 and looks to have sold out again this year. So ForkFest takes place the week after that fest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, your RV site, or your motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. I can't think of a better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving friends and activists here in New Hampshire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms and find the ForkFest forum. Links to all of that are at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there, ForkFest.Party. All right, so just to sort of finish up, because we're talking about uh, this building that was seized in uh, Highland Park, Michigan, in Wayne County, uh, where this all took place. And the reason I'm continuing this story is because you might think, if this is your first time hearing about civil asset forfeiture, you might think that, there is some sort of mistake, you know. This is a, a you know special or one one off case, and like most An of the isolated time, isolated incident. Isolated incident. Yes, thank you. Cler- most, clerical error, maybe. Yeah, something. This doesn't happen <laughs> very often. I assure you, right? That's some people are thinking that in their heads if they're listening. But I, I assure you, just like earlier, what do you case. mean the police don't have a duty to protect? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wayne County, where Highland Park is located, has an aggressive asset forfeiture program, particularly for cars. Uh, 
It seized more than 2,600 vehicles between 2017 and 2019, raking in more than $1.2 million in asset forfeiture revenues, according to public records obtained by the Mackinac Center for Public Policy. I know you want to don't want to do the math, but that sounds like one car a day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They just they stole one. Like they just picked a dude at random. Like we're gonna pull him over. We're taking Take his, his car. car. Well, there's what are they selling on eBay Motors or what? Two are they doing? years. That's six. Uh, roughly eight hundred in a two year period. Right. Six so more than that. More than one. So a day. more than one a day. Twenty six hundred. Okay. In a two three year, cars a day in a three year period. Okay. So three or three times three would be nine. Two. Two cars a day. All right. Wow. About. About. Thereabouts. In one little county. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't this is this is near Detroit, but it's not Detroit. Okay, you know, so so they roll the car off the factory floor and they go like, "We'll take that one, <laughs> just pull him over for something." Throw some dude in there and pull him over. So twenty six hundred vehicles in this span of time. Of those, four hundred and seventy three were not accompanied by a criminal conviction, and four hundred and thirty eight, no one was even charged with a crime. In 10 cases, the cars were seized under suspicion of a drug violation, even though the records say police didn't find any drugs. None. None. Suspicious white powder. (laughs) None. We suspect there's drugs in here, but we were wrong. Sprinkle some crack on it. What was your suspicion? What tipped you off, Einstein? It was an immigrant driving the vehicle. Or a minority. Wayne County prosecutors typically offer to settle such forfeiture cases and return the owner's car for a... $900 payment plus towing and storage fees. $900. Brother-in-law does the towing and storage too, I bet, because that's that's usually, you know, hundreds of dollars to get it out once they've impounded it. I just want to see if they have an example of the the notice. It looks like notice of seizure and intent to forfeit, blah, 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 blah. If you want to call the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office, their Ooh. phone number is 313-224-6688. That's 313-224-6688 for the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office. Give Should them you, what fur? Ask Should if, you like to give them what do you ask what them? Like, do you have any used cars for sale? Be like, hey, why are you extorting people for their cars and for their buildings? Uh, we think that's bad. So. Adeldin says, that's the attorney for this family, says, though the uh, Cosbeals forfeiture case was never properly routed through the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office. So, like, these guys are just foobar all the way around. <laughs> so they, they held that building hostage, right, for 17 months. Yeah. They, there's no, like, storage or, you know, fees on the building. But if they're taking a car and storage and towing for 17 months. Yeah. It's probably going to cost you more oh, than a new well, vehicle. Well more, yeah. Well more to get it back. Yeah. And so average, you know, average American citizens, America. oh, they, they let it go. They just steal it. And what can yeah. you do? Back the blue, you, huh? You can't afford to take get it back anyway. <laughs> the Wayne County Prosecutor's Office did not immediately return a quest for comment. Oh, good. Blow up that yeah. number then. <laughs> What's that number again? 313-224-6688. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I already Impressive. closed the test. Wow. Because I'm calling tomorrow. Yes. Oh, they're closed. That's a Gemini <laughs> mind trick or Jedi mind trick. Yes, thank you. Uh, the Wayne County, they didn't uh, re- return a request for a statement. In a statement to WXYZ Detroit, a spokesperson for the prosecutor's office said, it was not aware that the city was negotiating its own settlement. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. 
That's how extortion works. Yeah. They just bypass the legal channels. Today, one day after the WXYZ Detroit reported on the fiasco, Highland Park informed the Cosbyles that it would be giving them back their building. Nice. So, If they pay the back taxes on it. Uh, their lawsuit <laughs> is still ongoing. Now, here's the problem. Uh, another problem, right? So first of all, the problem is uh, they did this, and they, of course, knew that they were in the wrong, and they wouldn't give it back until the press got a hold of it. Right. Right. And, oh, oh, no, the press got a hold of it. Oh, we should. Hey, sorry, we'll give you your building back. <laughs> Busted. Right. Only because the press got wind of it. Shined a light on the situation. Now, I imagine that this couple is going to win their lawsuit. The problem that I have, of course, when they win their lawsuit is that the money that they're going to be awarded for having their building held hostage, extorted from them, uh, and costing them a whole bunch of time. I don't know if they were allowed to use the building or not during this time, uh, but whatever it is, there's they certainly you know there's some pain and suffering there. Uh, when they ultimately win this lawsuit, the money that they're awarded is not going to come from the Highland Police Department or what? whatever department. What? Where would that money come from? Well, it's going to come from the taxpayers, of no. course. <laughs> and the people who actually committed this extortion are going to face n- nothing. This should be one of those situations where the entire force is fired oh, and the police yeah. department disbanded. Like we, yeah. when the whole defund the police movement, yeah. this is it. This yeah, is this right. is you know case one of defund because <laughs> they don't deserve to be in existence at all if their whole budget is reliant upon extorting people to the tune of two cars a day. How many other people in Highland Park have they done this to, Delden, their attorney wonders? My clients are fortunate enough to have had the resources to come and hire me. They're paying for me to fight for their rights, but this is expensive. How many people in Highland Park didn't put up a fight? 2,600. Wow, you could probably have a class action lawsuit there. That many cars, that that many people. Yeah, so uh, abolish police. Replace them with free market security agencies, right? Uh, If you want... A product, if you want a service, the market is the best place for you to find that. Police currently have a monopoly on this. You have no choice in providers for your security services. And it's about time to end that. 603-283-6160. Do you think it's time to abolish police? Let us know. This is Free Talk Live. Extended the end a little bit. And we're back. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this program. Free Talk Live is the name. You can find out more about our show over at freetalklive.com. If you missed any part of tonight's show, of course, you can go listen to uh, this um, you know, sometime after the show's over. And the archives go back for, I don't know, a decade. I don't know how far back it goes, but it's a long time. So, yeah, if you like the show, go over there, check it out. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Rich Rich. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. Uh, let's go straight away to the phones. 
And let's go with Jack in Washington. Jack, you're on Free Talk Live. Um, yeah, I was going to talk about gun rights. Okay. Uh, Kamala and Biden made some points or made some statements today that were kind of scary. I don't know if you I'm sorry, uh, Camel Toe Harris, is that right? <laughs> yeah, or up at her uh, heels in the air, Harris, I think is also her name. But um, So I'm just kind of throwing out a hypothetical, which I don't know if it is anymore, but what happens, and in, in this is uh, in all of your opinions, if they really, like, let's say they were able to get away with an executive order to go away and t- take away any assault rifles or um, AR-15s, how does that play out with 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 this kind of in the middle free country? Not really, you know. Do do we fight back? Do we let the government thugs take our guns? You know, how does that play out in your opinion? Do people fight back? Do the militia start? Do we just hand uh, our guns over? So, I mean, I think uh, should it come to where they're like, we're coming, we're actually physically coming to take your guns. Right. I I know Richie right. Rich mentioned we we saw it you know during Katrina down in New Orleans already happened and they did it people were just like here right they weren't necessarily here right but the, the timing is crucial because when they come for your guns it's not going to be the time to fight back because you will be alone and they will come in force individually to take your guns yeah. there'll be five of them but in the greater you know picture I I think that. Uh, when that occurs, that sadly, if you just look at history as your guide, right? Historically, blood has been shed. Now, I can't tell you what to do personally, and you know, I I'm not offering advice of any kind. But I think that it it will involve bloodshed, sadly, and I do not want to see that. Which is why I want to gather here in New Hampshire with like-minded people where. It's totally fine for me to just carry my piece wherever I go. I can conceal. I can open carry. Other people have guns. There's very few restrictions here. Uh, if the federal law comes down, though, do you think that yeah. the New Hampshire uh, enforcers are going to back you and your right to carry? Or are they going to back the feds and prohibit? Well, what about, what about shall not be, uh, you know, Shall not be infringed. Yeah. Um, They'll have to repeal. Generally speaking, people who derive their paychecks from government support other people who derive their paychecks yeah. from government. Mm-hmm. That's what I would think. That's, that's an assumption. I don't know that for a fact. Uh, so right now it's safe to carry. Yes. And have all the you know weapons and ammo and yes. firearms that you wish here in New Hampshire. Yes. Because it's protected here. But who knows? Well, and that's why it's important to continue down the path to our goal of secession absolutely which is now on the platform which apparently the libertarian party has just added to their platform i don't know if you've been listening all night uh dave sorry jack um well i think that's what's naturally going to start happening if that were to happen and i don't think we're too far off right now you know based well, part- on what i'm hearing go ahead no finish your thought no just uh you know republican or democrat you know they're obviously our I hate to say enemy, but they are, and they're going <laughs> to pretend battle each other against these red flag events, which really seem that way, you know, involving the police and every other government agency in this in this country. Yeah. And they've certainly they made start- it clear that uh, you know, the the regular people are their enemy. 
That is very clear to me. Okay, and that's one thing that I, I sticks in my craw a little bit about the gun community in general, the greater gun community outside the liberty community, yeah, yeah. is the, the law-abiding gun owner, right? Because all that means is if they pass a law, you're going to follow the law yeah. and turn yeah. in your guns. Yeah. But the important thing to realize, and this is you know already been taken care of by ghost guns and Cody Wilson and the ghost gunner, right, is the the tools to manufacture your own is already readily available to anybody that wants it. So even if they say there's a ban on, you know, AR-15s, they're too late because you can already, you know, mill it down from a block of aluminum. Mm-hmm. And so what? what's next? They're going to ban blocks of aluminum? Like where where <laughs> does that end? Yeah. Um, and as long as you can mill it down from a block of aluminum, you know, using the tools available to you, then the only thing that happens is they know about a lot less guns being manufactured. Because unless you send up a red flag to, you know, the feds or to the ATF or the AFT that you have an arsenal in a gun safe in your basement, right, you can manufacture as many as you want. Yeah, I know. When I was growing up, I remember a a friend of mine's dad had a a little locked room in the basement that we managed to, I think he maybe left it unlocked (laughs) one day and... You know, I don't think we broke in, but I think like the lock was ajar and we were like, oh, what's in the secret oh, room? Right. Yeah. We, were, we were hoping for pornos or something, <laughs> you know, whatever. We were and all you got were guns. And, and like, what, what we found was uh, he was uh, making his own ammunition. There you go. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it was a little like shop type thing. And with the scales and the, and all yeah, yeah, he had empty shell all lined up and all the all the stuff, right? All yeah. the gear. that. So you learn how to, to do, do that, that too. Yeah. yeah. So that was save your cool. brass. And, and to your point, just real quick. uh I actually watched a documentary. I think it was in Vietnam or Thailand. Mm-hmm. And it was just what, I, I don't know if that was Richie Rich, but um, they were, you know, grabbing that, that block of metal and, and they're manufacturing guns right out there in, in like the jungle. Yeah. There's a whole documentary yeah. about it. You know, they it were making them anyway. Stopped. Yeah. And who's going to get those guns? Is it going to be the good guys? If there's such a thing? Well, I, I don't care who gets them. Right, because it, that's the other misnomer, is that criminals are going to follow the law all of a sudden. You ban the guns, and they're not going to figure it out. Yeah, they're crafty. Well, and let's not forget too what happens. So uh, you mentioned uh, Lagos law-abiding gun owners, right? Yeah. Uh, so let's just say, let's say everybody in the United States currently, which is probably not true, but let's just say 100 percent of the gun owners are law-abiding gun owners, and then like tomorrow. They pass a law about I don't know, bump stocks or you know magazines or whatever. Forced reset triggers because that was okay. Forced reset recently. Trigger. All of a sudden, a whole bunch of f- formerly law-abiding gun owners are now criminals. Felons overnight by by some dudes, you know, maybe in robes or whatever, like Not putting even words on paper. AT- bureaucrat at the ATF signs a piece of paper and you're a felon overnight. Hey, what Jack, are you going to do? Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. Yeah, I. I I think the decentralization of gun manufacture is one of the greatest things to happen to society. 603-283-6160. Are you manufacturing your own guns? Give us a call. Let us know. Or don't. More Free Talk Live coming up. This is the captain. 
Steve Classic. And Richie Rich. And we're here doing a radio show called Free Talk Live. The telephone number, if you'd like to join us, is 603-283-6160. We've got several calls on hold. We'll get to those. If for whatever reason you're trying to get in and you can't, just keep trying. If you get a busy signal, something like that, just keep trying. 603-283-6160. Before we go on, I do want to take a moment and say thank you to tonight's amplifier. That would be Jenna. Jenna Talia. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Seriously, like, you know, these guys put it in their names. You let them pick their own usernames, and this is what they come up with. Anyway, Jenna. So much for freedom. Jenna Talia. Or Talia, I guess it's probably how it's pronounced, right? <laughs> Jenna Talia uh, is a platinum level contributor to the AMPS program. What is an amplifier? What's the AMPS program, you might ask? Well, if you go over to amps.freetalklive.com, you'll see what it's about. Uh, you can contribute to getting this radio program that you're listening to right now onto more radio stations, onto you know, more platforms broadcast further throughout the world, maybe more satellite stations than we're currently on, all that kind of stuff. We only ask for five bucks. You can give more. Jenna Talia is a platinum level subscriber, meaning uh, she's giving 25 bucks or more. Maybe she. <laughs> maybe, yeah, we don't Could know. Could be a neck beard and a fedora. I'm, I'm going by first name here. Okay. <laughs> it is first name Jenna. Right? Okay. Like J-E-N-N-A, right? At any rate, uh, so yeah, 25. So if you're listening to this program, you enjoy the topics, you enjoy the hosts, you enjoy the the content that we bring, you enjoy the co-hosts, uh, please consider becoming an amplifier and helping us spread the message of freedom, peace, and prosperity to, well, the whole world, because I mean, we are online, so it's global. Anyway, thank you again, Genitalia. We appreciate you. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with that said, let's go to, I believe, Steve in Northwest Georgia. Hey, um, so I wanted to get y'all's opinion on something. Okay. Um, first and foremost, I work with a bunch of communes. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, what happens when you yeah, join I mean, a commune. Um, no, it's what happens when you work at O'Charlie's. Um, but... I work with a bunch of communists mm-hmm. who they're just pretty hateful, um, and they hate the fact that one I believe in Jesus, um, and two I believe in self governance, um, and they also like they brought up a good point. Like, how are we supposed to feel about Memorial Day, right? Um, as as volunteers, as anarchists. As Christian anarchists, as whatever you want to, whatever word you want to use, mm-hmm. um, you know, I lost friends overseas. Yeah, um, and I think that most people that join, um, the best way I've heard it put, best people in society serving the worst people in society. Um, how Meh. how should we view this as a community? How should we view tomorrow? That's a, a great question, and uh, thank you for calling and asking it. Um, I'm thinking we might all have slightly different opinions, but do you want to go first? I mean, I'm going to enjoy the day off, and I'm going to barbecue, but I'm not going to memorialize anybody, because screw those guys. 
Well, I think, you know, like he said, it's the best people serving the worst people. I think there's a lot of propaganda. Even I know, like, the NFL, the the military pays the NFL to make it all patriotic. Yeah, to do, like, the flyovers and and have the military there. Like, you know, the Tunnel to Towers 9-11. I joined right after 9-11. Like, oh, I listened to those commercials. You were suckered in. It's a recruiting event to these guys. It's a recruiting event. Um, I, I can't tell you how to feel about any of this, Steve. I could tell you how I feel. I feel like anybody who joins the military has been duped. And if they haven't, then they're likely a psychopath because they're joining because perhaps they enjoy killing and want to you know, be a part of an organization where that's okay. Um, that's the main objective. To I just me, college money. To me, the most ridiculous thing that exists on planet Earth is a bunch of young Mostly men who, uh, you know, join this organization and get sent to Lord only knows where to fight other men who also don't know each other uh, on the behest of politicians who refuse to fight themselves, right? If these politicians are so adamant that this country over here is doing something bad, then they need to get off their asses and go do something about it themselves. But they're not. They're the real cowards in this particular scenario, the politicians are, because they won't lend a finger to their own cause. Instead, they will take your children, your sons, and your daughters and send them over to kill or be killed. And and where will will the politicians be tomorrow? There'll be a... Memorial Day parades, yep. giving some speech. They'll shake hands and kiss babies. Oh, yeah. I think that uh, anybody who joins the military, uh, at least in my lifetime, has been duped. Uh, if you know, perhaps they go in with noble intent. They they want to, right. you know, I want to serve my community, or I want to do something good for the world, or I want to travel, or you know, I want money for college. Right? They they have some sort of noble intent. Maybe it's veiled. I don't know. You know, I can't speak for anybody who joins, but I'm gonna assume that they want to do some good in the world. They've been duped, in my opinion. And even if duped, I still don't feel bad. Like, and even like you know, a politician who gets in like for good reasons turns bad eventually it's the system right it's yeah. the, system. The, the organization it's and corrosive right. yeah the organization is already based on immoral and unethical acts that is theft and coercion right the, the forcing of you know uh, at a gunpoint right uh, legislation every yeah. law has a gun behind it all that kind of thing the entire system is already based on unethical and immoral premise making the whole organization itself evil no matter what you do you can have the best intent in the world Trying to join the government and turn it into a, ch- a charity organization is insane. It's not going to happen. Well, when I was a kid, my I always remember two things, one from my mother, one from my father. My mother said, always buy a car with cash. My dad says, never join the military. He was in the Army. Never join the military. Like, Steve, okay. you got anything else to add? Um, so you said that you know, in your lifetime, everyone that's joined has been duped. Do you believe that there was a righteous... America at one point, do you believe there was a righteous war? Because it's like, I look at history and I really want to think that World War II is righteous until you learn about Prescott Bush. Yeah. And then you think about World War One, and you learn about this guy. And so, like, do you think there was a righteous America at one point? I, I mean, based on history, no, I don't really. 
Uh, I think uh, some people maybe had a good idea. Uh, I'm talking about the what people call the founding fathers, right? Uh, they maybe had a good idea. They wrote some really nice-sounding words on pieces of paper. But as Lysander Spoonder, Spoonder, Spooner, Spoonder. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he's Spooner or not. Uh, <laughs> she didn't fill me in on the details. No. Uh, Lysander Talk Spooner, I'm paraphrasing, but he said uh, the Constitution uh, may be one thing or another, but uh, either it has created the empire as we know it today or it has failed to prevent it. Either way, it's unfit to exist. Thanks for the call, Steve. Let's uh, move right along, and let's go to we got we got David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, the saga continues. So this uh, the Judge Sega Genesis, Tommy, the Sega Genesis. Yes. All right, go ahead. This uh, Judge it's Tommy Jewell, who is uh, married to Judge Angela Jewell, or was, or is, or some form, some combination of that. Judge Angela Jewell was the first judge to illegally traffic my children. Oh, I hear music. Hey, hold that thought, David. Stand by. Hold that thought, David. Stand by. We'll we'll bring you back. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. More coming up. Yes, we are. This is Free Talk Live in the studio tonight. It's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Rich Rich. Uh, We've been talking about all sorts of things, but uh, the phones are packed. So uh, let's get right back to it. We were speaking with, hang on, let me find him. Uh, David, are you with us? Over here, over here. We found David. We were speaking with him. He didn't get a chance to say what was on his mind. What's on your mind tonight, David? Yeah, so anyway, the reason uh, the reason this matters, Angela Jewell, Judge Angela Jewell, retired in the uh, in New Mexico. She's the, originally trafficked my children, and I say that emphatically. I can prove it in court, Angela. You illegally trafficked my children, just like M. Monica Zamora did, whom I did prove with unanimous decision at the New Mexico Court of Appeals did illegally traffic yep. my children. Um, but uh, nepo nepo neposestuous neposestuous right? yes correct neposestuous yes New Mexico everybody in New Mexico already knows and we're just going to say it for those that aren't in New Mexico that everything in New Mexico in government is neposestuous it's uh, you you got to be related or you got to be having sex with somebody or whatever and then you get in you get that government job and you get some power and you like it you like the money you like the power so does it matter uh, who you having Angela, sex with. Or just anybody? Yes, it worked exactly that way, Richie. Judge Angela Jewell was a judge, and her husband is a judge. Imagine that. Two judges married to each other. And Judge Angela Jewell uh, uh, separated me from my children illegally, Angela, and I never saw him again, and that's why I care. However, somehow I've never read the newspaper reports, which I've been perusing lately, about the various antics of Judge uh, uh, Tommy Jewell that has transpired over the last number of decades. Um, 
it uh, seems his house is not so clean, yet they pass judgment on other people. Um, and Tommy is back in the news. Tommy is, is currently uh, sir, uh, uh, doing a public service uh, in the employ of the taxpayers uh, in some way, shape, or form. He's some uh, sheriff's advisory board, and I haven't fully so you got a point. in on Get that. to it. Well, there, it won't it won't conclude this time. I'm just giving you uh, the the narrative, uh, and it won't conclude this time. So you can just whenever whenever you hit a time limit, uh, you can cut the call, and I will pick up where I left off. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks for the to call, David. Continued. Yeah, to be continued. Uh, the ongoing saga of David Olson in New Mexico. That was perfect. Thanks for the call, David. We appreciate it. The dump button. Uh, let's go ahead and go to, let's go to Nadia calling from Montana. Nadia, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, guys. Listen, I know uh, uh, of an incident that pertains to gun control. Okay, go ahead. And it sticks in my mind because this this mother and daughter and, 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 and father went into a restaurant for dinner or lunch. And a guy came in with a gun and everybody hit the floor. And the father got caught in the middle of the floor, and he was shot. And the mother crawled over to cuddle him while he was dying. And the man walked over and shot her in the head. And the daughter, who was hiding behind a table that was turned over, and she said, oh, my God, I have a gun permit to carry a gun, but I left it in the truck. And if I had it with me right now, my parents would not be dead. Oh, yeah. She testified in Congress. I forget her name, but yeah. she's like really yeah. well known. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for remembering, because that that that's what I think about carrying guns. You ought to be able to take care of yourself because there aren't enough police in this whole world to get here on time to take oh, care of you. So here's yeah, here's definitely. one of the issues with that. The the restaurant could have their own policy that says gun free zone. And then you could choose whether or not you want to, you know, go to that restaurant knowing you can't care. Oh, my God. That would be just like the theaters when that kid went nuts. He saw three theaters right next to each other. Yeah. And the one, yeah. one, the one said gun-free. Yeah. And he went in there and shot everybody. Yeah, and that, the two that, other ones that had the guns, he, he didn't touch. That's the thing about so government. Is government. Yeah, government creates these situations where you have what I'm going to call sitting ducks. Right, yeah, You have exactly. a theater or a restaurant or a school filled with people who are completely disarmed, right? And if anybody with you know any sort of mental illness or any desire to create harm to a whole bunch of people uh, can locate these things, which we all can, why, that's what we have. And we're seeing all of that, including the incident that you're mentioning, including the, the shooting in, uh, that, that just happened in Evaldi. Uh, Evaldi thank you. Uh, and uh, also Buffalo, yep. right? The same kind of thing. These are shooting, uh, sitting ducks, right? Just ripe for somebody who wants to do something like this. Yeah. And, and he, if you research it, you'll find more cases like that than not. Oh, so, agreed. But the, the, the problem be, is, why? even with gun control, you're not going to stop the crazies from finding ways to do harm. Exactly. Right? This is not a exactly. utopian situation where, you know, gun control goes into effect and all of a sudden, like, all the crazy bad guys become good because they're all of a sudden law-abiding criminals, right? <laughs> oh, right. Law-abiding criminals. Oh, it's not right. a thing. It's not, it's not a, a thing. thing. No, they'll no. pick up knives or whatever. No, they'll, they're, like you guys said, they will get what they need. Right. The only thing you can do is, yeah, like the West Virginia one, is be yeah. prepared to defend yourself. Yeah. You know, get whatever tools you need, get whatever training you think is sufficient, 
right? And then be prepared to act if you were ever in that situation. And that's the best you can hope for. And what is a well, shame, though, is that there there aren't really any media outlets, save for maybe this show, who are upholding this lady in West Virginia as a hero, as somebody who prevented a potential mass murder. Because there, it was prevented, so it can't be called a mass murder, yep. so it doesn't make the headlines. Exactly. It wasn't a mass shooting. Right. Exactly. You guys are great. I'm so glad that you're talking about this. And um, pray that, that we're not left with no guns because then we'll all be breaking the law. Hey, Nadia, thank you for the call. We Which appreciate is fine. It. If they if they make it if they ban it right then just break the law, right? Find find those tools that you can manufacture your own. Pick some of those up and get prepared in advance. Yeah, I, uh, hmm, I don't understand the mentality of people who want to tell other people that they cannot arm themselves, like, especially from the people who have arm like they have bodyguards. You know, politicians, they got Capitol Police. Yeah. They're, you know, they're protected. By guns. By yeah. guns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Look at the uh, the number of people surrounding, you know, President Dujour, whoever it may be on the chair at any given time, or Mayor Dujour or Senator right. Dujour, whoever it is, you know, your, your city councilman, whatever. Uh, most of these folks have men surrounding them who are trained and armed. Yep. And if you're going to listen to celebrities tell you that you don't need guns well they got their own bodyguards too guess what they're carrying well i'd like they're to, not uh, carrying pens i'd like to see hollywood ban the gun Let, let's ban it in hollywood first well i think see how that see how i that actually think, no more guns in movies That's i bad. think if if governments want to pass legislation that ban guns then they should start by putting their guns down Lead yeah. by example. Yeah. Show there us how go. it's done. Less, less gun-free zones and more free gun zones. Like Wait. the British place, like just with yes. the Bobby baton. Yeah. Halt, or I'll yell halt again. I'll yeah. blow a whistle. <laughs> Those bobbies. Yeah, it, it, really, blow a whistle. it really bothers me that politicians will not lay down their own defenses and show us how it's done. Because they know. Well, I know that they know, no. but the general public, and I'm saying this for our listeners' benefit, not our regular ones, our regular ones kind of know what we're about, but folks who may be just tuning in, maybe they're getting ready to listen to the, the program that comes on after we're done. This is our mm-hmm. final segment. we only got a couple minutes left. Um, so uh, these people who want to tell you, you, you shouldn't own a gun. There's no reason for you to have a gun. Uh, here's the reason why I need a handgun. Uh, it's for, for a little bit of tyranny. Uh, the reason I up need close tyranny. Uh, up close it's, tyranny. It's easier than carrying a rifle. Uh, yeah, uh, for for the further away tyranny, I <laughs> might need a rifle, uh, and for the fully automatic submachine gun or uh, fully automatic assault style machine gun, well, I need that for a lot of tyranny. So, what the other thing that people might not know is, you can buy a machine gun in the United States. You just have to pay a tax for it. Yeah. So you can get one. Yeah. They're available. They're expensive. I think you can buy a, like a cannon too, like a you know. Yeah, despite what Joe Biden says, you can own a cannon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Always could. I want an F thirty five. I am. I'm saving up. I, you know, I save think up it, your Pepsi points. I think about <laughs> getting a larger piece of property in the future than than I have now, and I think a beautiful yard decoration would be a tank. Yeah, right. Or you can get or, those sil- or silhouette targets all over the property. <laughs> Keep out. And that's the tanks we get. <laughs> Uh, this whole thing about, uh, you know, when 
there is somebody who's obviously having some sort of an episode going in and shooting up these sitting ducks. Uh, these places are always created, it seems, by government. Right? Oh, it's a gun-free zone. You can't have guns there. And then uh, that makes them an easy target. Where else are they going to go? And even if it wasn't a government-created gun-free zone, if it's a gun-free zone, you may not want to be there. We're out of time. If you missed any of the program, check us out over at freetalklive.com. Thanks and peace.